you want to be ready financially to cover that appraisal gap. And that right there is key point to what I would say most offers that come in. Welcome to episode 11 of the Nashville Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Swanson. In today's episode, we're headed down south with Esther Eddy to talk about Spring Hill. We'll first discuss a recent roller coaster closing that she had and the importance of an appraisal gap, followed by Esther's thoughts on the current market. She'll also share with us a few tips that have helped her stay focused on achieving her goals. And with that, here's the show. All right, today we're speaking with Esther Eddy, who's with Tyler York. How are you doing today, Esther? I'm good. Thank you so much, Jared, for having me on here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming on. And we've got a, a very interesting closing in Spring Hill that we're going to be talking about. But before we get there, we always start every podcast with what is your favorite restaurant right now, would you say? Oh, that's always a hard one because we, my husband and I, we like to try different places, but trying to stay local, I guess, to where I live. Um, I really like Circa. It is a historic little place um, in Thompson Station. It used to be a general store, but um, it's been around since the 1800s. But anyways, all that to say they have Southern cuisine and it's just, it's just a cool little place with a great vibe and great food. Awesome. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't not uh, made it down there. Is it kind of like a Puckett's feel like a, like a store? Uh, yeah. Well, kind of, I mean, it, it kind of has that same feel though when you go in, but it's, it's more of a, like a, uh, I call it kind of like an upscale restaurant a little bit, okay. uh, but it's just, it's cool. It's um, relaxed, but it's, it's, it's a nice restaurant to just sit back and relax and eat some good food. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, now we'll transition to Spring Hill. So Spring Hill, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, would you say it's about 40 minutes from downtown Nashville? 50 minutes? I, yeah, I would say about, yeah, 35, 40 minutes. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, just south on, on 65. And why don't you, you share a little bit about the community and kind of the surrounding area uh, for anyone that might not know about Spring Hill? So Spring Hill is, as, as you said, Jared, it's south of Nashville. It is between the city of Thompson Station and the city of Columbia. So it's right in the middle. And it's, it really truly is, depending on how, how what way you get into Spring Hill, it, it could be an easy access from the interstate. Um, but it's a great, um, it's, divided between Williamson and Murray County. So you've got the Murray County line and the Williamson County line running through Spring Hill. Uh, so you can choose to be on the Williamson County side, which is obviously the North side or the Murray County side. Um, and obviously uh, you've got the more affordable side, which is the Murray County side. And you've got the Williamson County if you're looking for the Williamson County schools and all that. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I forgot that it, it's split like that. So it gives you a couple yes. of different options and um, both school zones are, are great too down there. So that's, mm -hmm. that's good to know. Um, now let's talk about your, your closing. Now, did you represent the, the buyers or the sellers on this one? I represented the sellers on the, the last closing I had in Spring Hill. Okay, cool. And tell us a little bit about the house. Um, was it single family or kind of what, what did uh, it shape sure. up? 
So it was a single family resident and it was on the Murray side of Spring Hill, but I, uh, an ideal location, easy access to uh, the interstate as well. Um, it was in the, in the community of Hardin's Landing. And at the time, uh, which, which we listed it, we listed it for $459. And uh, it was at 2,800 square feet, just about, and a four bedroom, two and a half bath home, um, and just a great little family subdivision. Just a great first, you know, if you're a first time home buyer or just wanting to step it up a little bit more to a bigger home. That's a that's a great subdivision to be in. Yeah, and yeah, it's only exploding and and only going to go up. Uh, that's for yes. sure. And so, four fifty nine yeah. was what you listed it at. Was was that what you um, sold it at, or kind of unpack, walk us through maybe the different offers you had, any unique ones, or anything that stood out in the process? Yeah. So um, we did get multiple offers on that one. So. The interesting story on that one that made it a little bit unique was we actually um, went on the market. We got a couple um, good offers on it pretty pretty soon after we listed it. And then um, once we picked an offer, it was actually at the time when we listed it, we got, um, it, was, it was a financial or financing um, deal, but we accepted it and it kind of actually went south, like not very many people talk about that, but it went south where um, the buyer ended up not being able to purchase the home due to financing, even though um, I always, being in this market as long as I have, um, I always talk to every uh, lender that comes through with the buyer just to see where they're standing and make sure I know, hey, they're in, in a good good standing with their with their loan process they they basically told me they were good to go but then something happened that it caused it to fall apart unfortunately but it really worked in the favor of my sellers because when we hit the market again immediately we got um multiple offers as well and we got a significantly higher um offer on it than the first one so wow. we we did sell it for over asking so that was great for the sellers yeah that's yeah that's times when financing falling through is actually a good thing <laughs> yes it, it worked yes it was great for them awesome mm -hmm. now did they did the sellers want any um lease back periods or um you know was there anything in the offer itself that that you liked versus the others yeah, so um, the good thing about my sellers is we had already purchased a home for them beforehand. So when they bought their home, they were able to just get their current house ready to go on the market. So it was moving ready. They didn't have to make anyone, you know, wait on them to move out or any kind of lease back or anything like that. So um, the buyers were able to move in the day that we closed on it. But uh, the reason we chose this particular offer, um, not only was it over asking, but they had no appraisal contingency. Um, they accepted the house as is and asked for no repairs at all. It was a quick inspection. Um, and I mean, we got, there was no, no, there weren't a lot of contingencies on this, on this offer. So it was clean, it was strong, and we got to closing without a problem. 
That's great. And would yeah. you say right now, I know every situation, every closing is always different, unique to each seller and buyer, but is um, waiving that appraisal or having a appraisal contingency or appraisal gap kind of one of the most important things on a financing deal? Absolutely. I would say the stronger, even, let's just say, you know, you, you look at a house, you love it, you want to make an offer and you, you're wanting to come in a hundred thousand over. Well, we know that, you know, houses in the market, they're not most of the time going to appraise for a hundred thousand over. So you want to be ready financially to cover that appraisal gap. And that right there is key point to what I would say most offers that come in. So being ready with that appraisal gap is huge. Definitely. And I think sometimes it gets the, the terms waiving the appraisal, if you're doing financing, doesn't mean you're not going to get an appraisal done. It's just meaning you're agreeing to, to whatever that appraisal comes back. Is that right? It, that's correct. That's correct. Yes. And, and I mean, it just obviously for the seller, that is huge. 100%, 100%. Well, um, I'd love to just kind of pick your brain a little bit on the market outlook. You know, there's a lot of talk of these prices are going, you know, higher and higher. And as a country as a whole, that's one thing. But looking at the Nashville area with everyone moving here and companies moving here, um, what, what's your take on the appreciation for maybe the next year or two? Oh, you know, Jared, this market has been so unpredictable. So it's, I mean, it is hard to predict what the future is going to look like just because it has been, um, just, it's been changing so much since just December of last year, but I don't predict it going down at all. I only see it going up from here. I mean, just alone in um, Spring Hill, you know, saw a huge increase in property values. I mean, like 30%. So I do not see that going down right now because the more demand there is, the less homes there are. You know, there's just, there's so many people, families all going in at one house that gets listed. And so you're, it's almost like a competition out there right now. So I do not see our market slowing down in the current future, even with the mortgage rates going up a little bit, I don't see that slowing down for the for the market, honestly. I agree with you. And it's like, if, if there is a slowdown, okay, maybe instead of having 15 to 20 to 30 offers, there's five to 10 offers. Yeah, yeah. And you're still competing, you know, with every other person that comes in. So yeah, I don't, I de definitely do not see it slowing down. I think people assume that's going to happen because they they're comparing it to 2008 but it's nothing like that um there's just so much demand jobs are moving here just a lot of millennials you know looking to buy homes now they're ready for that for that first home and so this is just making the demand even higher for housing yeah 100% agree with all that it, yeah it, it's spot yeah. on <laughs> Well, um, well, lastly, Howard, as we, as we close this uh, you know, portion of the show, I, I'd like to just kind of learn a little bit about something maybe that has shifted your business over the 
whenever, whenever there was a turning point in your career, was it something that maybe that you, you did or just repetition? What's something that you could share to maybe younger agents that are kind of looking to um, take their business to the next level? You know, I, I think time blocking is huge when you are in this business. Could I be better at it? Absolutely, 100%. I, I don't practice it daily, but when I do practice it, it is so important because it takes away the distractions that come with your day, you know? So if you just time block and tell yourself, I'm going to focus on my business for four hours today and don't allow yourself to get distracted by your phone or by anything else that could be a distraction, it just helps increase your business so much. But you know, newer agents coming in and getting into this business right now with the way the market is, I would say communication is key to everything. You know, when, when you are making appointments to go look at homes and, you know, they tell you on there that they're going to accept an offer or review offers in four or five days, do not even count on that. Like call the agent right then and there, if your buyers are interested in looking at it and really communicate with them how important it is for your buyers to see this home, but more importantly, to get any information you can from the listing agent, because the more information you have, the more vital it is for your buyers. Yeah, information is is key. And I love the time blocking thing. I've definitely tried that and failed a few times. And so it's a good yeah. reminder myself to to get back to it because your day can get away from you if you don't control your schedule and other people will control it for you. So it's so crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it definitely can happen. Even if it's like, you know, doing a workout, a devotion or whatever it is, like just committing yourself to that. And you'll just see how much better your day is by the end of the day. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, I just accomplished so much today that I need to do that more often. Mm -hmm. Preach. I agree. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Well, Esther, thank you so much for, for coming on and uh, sharing yeah. a little bit about Spring Hill and kind of some of your experience and your, your takes. I put you on the spot there on, on forecasting things in this oh uh, volatile, unpredictable market. But um, if anyone's out there that's listening to this and, and wants to get in touch with you, what's uh, the best way to do that? Uh, the best way to get in touch with me is by my by calling me or texting me. And you can call me at 615 428-6058. You can also reach me via email at Esther, E-S-T-H-E-R at dreamhomeexperience.com. Each word is spelled out. Perfect. And we'll put that in the show notes so anyone can click on that and reach out to Esther. Yes. Great. Thank you so much, Jared. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you around. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's show. If you're a realtor and would like to be interviewed, you can email Nashville Real Estate Podcast at gmail.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to stay informed on when the next episode will drop and give us a five-star rating if you enjoyed the show. Thank you.